Let's talk community. Happy Saturday. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And my name is Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 26 of Rootless Talk. It's time to talk some Friday night smackdown from last night as we are once again inching closer and closer to WrestleMania. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes face-to-face. You had Rhea Ripley in a match with Liv Morgan and a whole bunch of other crazy shit that happened last night. Of course, you Mm -hmm. have Dominic and Rey Mysterio as they continue uh, their storyline. And of course, hardly any little or hardly anything coming from the women in regards to Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley in their main event match, which will probably be in night one um, of WrestleMania. So... Lots to get into, and uh, so Brian, before we uh, get into the show, um, you know, I always talk about SmackDown being the superior show <clears throat> in professional wrestling, and uh, last night was was nothing different. I mean, this show, for the most part, was, was solid. Um, I mean, from start, especially as we go over this, from the beginning and the last segment, mm-hmm. clear as day, the best, the best two segments of the night. Um, I, I mean, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and that face to face. I mean, you know, even though I'm sure fans were expecting more, there was no doubt. It was like the little introduction of what's to come, you know, going closer into mania, what could be for that storyline. So a lot mm-hmm. to get excited about there just from that little, the, from that little interaction. And then of course, like you have, and it's not just the bloodline. I mean, Dominic and Rey Mysterio putting in tremendous work um as as well you know you know people like you know you see santos escobar yes or yesterday you know for fans that don't really know much about him you know he's another guy that's involved himself into this feud with dominic and ray and you're like oh snap like this dude this dude has something you know so a lots to get excited about and of course there's still a little you know other little things that we need to also discuss but we'll also get into that so brian before we get into the show your thoughts about I mean, overall, this show and how you're feeling about SmackDown over the last few months and outside of the bloodline, what's been, you know, the most intriguing, intriguing storyline, I should say, or feud outside of the bloodline that you're looking forward to as we get closer to Mania. The floor is yours. Why don't you take it away? Yeah, definitely. Uh, From the three major shows, right? Um, Dynamite, Raw and SmackDown, it's far and away the best show overall. And yeah, like you said, last night was no different. Um, Another good show. <clears throat> excuse me um so yeah it's i mean they've continued to you know I, I can't say in the last number of months they've had a bad show you know there's been some obviously better than others but they really haven't had a bad show in in a, a couple months here um yeah as far as the the uh feuds you know going into definitely the bloodline um you know of course that that's number one you know, we've talked about Asuka and Belair and Charlotte and Rhea. I'm I'm still looking forward to both of those matches. Um, Dom and, and Ray, that's another one. Uh, gosh, you know, going into Mania, again, we'll we'll get into some Bray Wyatt stuff, but I mean, just as, as overall on SmackDown overall over the past couple months, um, you know, obviously his stuff has been more more good than not uh but we we might have uh you know we can discuss that as we go on but yeah 
Um, just storylines and feuds up and down the up and down the roster, up and down the the SmackDown uh, show. So again, man, they're doing it right. <laughs> so I, I got no complaints here, man. Yeah, no, you said it well. You you you've said it def- definitely well. And I know there's also a lot of fans before we get into the show about this bloodline storyline. You know, there's also you know, some concerns of like, oh, well, once this bloodline storyline is done, like they really don't have anything else. Well, that's clearly not the case, guys. I mean, you're seeing guys like Cody Rhodes that can tap into a char- his character and tap into a storyline when he needs to. You know, you're seeing people like Dominic come into their own. We talk about the Judgment Day as a whole. So even though the bloodline storyline that's been at the peak of professional wrestling now, that's slowly mm-hmm. coming to an end, there's still even after mania to still have some hope, you know, that they sure. have people like Cody Rhodes and even people, you know, like Dominic and the judgment day. And obviously with edge, you know, who knows how long he's still going to be here. And of course you still have Roman. I mean, Roman, even though he will, you know, obviously after WrestleMania, there's a good chance that he won't be champion, but even, even with that championship loss, I don't think that the, I, I think just, you know, you can tell the story about how he's going to come back even more vicious, even more diabolical. Mm. So there's always that type of uh, intrigue to be like, man, like what's Roman Reigns going to do after Mania? Sure. How long is he going to be out? And this and this and that, um, you know, once WrestleMania does come to an end. So, yeah, I mean, SmackDown just continues to just just carry professional wrestling in this yeah. entire this entire industry on its back. <clears throat> well, Monday Night Raw is trying. I mean. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say trying. I mean, there's honest, there's times where honestly, it's just so lackluster. It doesn't seem like they give a shit at all. And then, of course, you know, we always talk about AEW and how just disappointing th- they have been. I mean, just the way that they've been, uh, you know, promoting their shows. And we talk about Tony mm-hmm. Khan and this imaginary freaking war and uh, the these all these announcements that he makes. And by the way, he's also also con- has confirmed that there's going to be more announcements for this freaking coming week but we're gonna save that for aew um and obviously of course um for the good and the bad and the ugly which is monday um as aew revolution is this sunday so make sure you guys stay tuned for that for the good and the bad and the ugly um and of course guys uh after smackdown is done of course you see the board behind me today is another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week so that will be after when once this review is over so make sure you guys stay tuned for that so without further ado let's jump right into this show yes sir night smackdown march 3rd 2023 <clears throat> live in washington dc wwe doesn't start um or i should say like they start off pretty hot from the jump at our number one, they start right with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. They're face-to-face. Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, they come out first. And Roman Reigns getting on the microphone telling Washington, D.C. to acknowledge me. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That that just never gets old to me. I'm sorry. That whole little catchphrase, it, it's, yeah. it's freaking epic. Um, so, yeah. So, they hit the ring first. Roman Reigns in his element. And Cody Rhodes comes out. He hits the ring. His music hits. By the way, I, I can't help but think, like, about theme music in freaking professional wrestling like mm-hmm. i think that it's there's an argument brian to say that roman reigns and cody rhodes like it's funny now how it's it's come to them face to face at wrestlemania which is something we of course we've asked for and what was needed in this company especially with roman reigns's title reign but these guys arguably brian have the best freaking theme song 
in the sure. freaking industry. I mean, both. I mean, I listen to Roman Reigns' theme song, and I'm like, that this this dude makes me want to go to the freaking gym, you know, and hit hit another set of freaking <laughs> bench press or freaking shoulder press or whatever the fuck, right? Right. And, and like Cody Rhodes, and just like you know his theme song and how meaningful it is to him. You listen to the lyrics and how it gives you goosebumps. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I want to also make that clear as well how important the theme song is. We talk about like stone oh, cold absolutely. Like glass shatters right how you get instant goosebumps the rock when you hear if you smell and all that stuff right like yep. that stuff takes somebody from a superstar to just freaking larger than life so just oh, we could even go song, back go back earlier than that like uh, roddy piper's bagpipes or uh flair's uh entrance music right yeah i mean yeah it's it's part of the package man absolutely like exactly you see you said it you said it perfectly brian it's all a part of the package and roman reigns of course these dudes would be still over even without sure. it, no doubt sure. but but with that theme song with the right theme song it just takes it to a whole nother freaking level mm-hmm. so when they're like really letting their theme songs and their entrance really drawn out it really it really makes you think like man like this is this is happening like this yeah. is freaking special you know um so that is that was the first instinct that i had as, as as they both come down to the ring so both of them come down to the ring they're both face to face romans with the bloodline cody rhodes standing across from him um you know cody rhodes asks you know about you know hey listen i thought that i was here to be face to face man to man with my opponent from wrestlemania and he obviously talks about the bloodline but here you are with your i forget how he what he calls them like your henchmen or something unless yeah you something need like them, that roman unless you need them to be by your side and roman reigns just smirks he says wise man leave us you know it's just like leave us and you know roman Heyman's solo and jimmy so they leave they leave the ring they leave roman and cody alone in that ring and i love how the first thing that roman reigns does he drops both of those titles to the ground and he's like so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good to Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes like, damn it, that's my line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so freaking already Roman Reigns is already in his element. He's already he's already in the he's already ready to go. He's amped up. He knows how big this moment is. So Cody Rhodes, he gets on the microphone. He smirks at the at that little comment. Uh, Cody Rhodes, he gets on the mic. For, he wants to first congratulate Roman on his historic and legendary title reign. You know, this two year title reign plus year. He's like. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, probably he's like, I want you to understand where, who you're facing or who you're dealing with in the main event of WrestleMania. You know, and he, of course he goes and talks about his career and what it took to, for him to get here. He's like, no way that a hundred, 10,000 plus people would pay to see me and my indie buddies or at a little indie show, you know, and he goes into talk and he goes into that whole, he's like, you know, as you know, people say, I couldn't get into the, you know, the the place that I'm in now, which is in the main event scene. And he goes in to say, you know, I've had to have moved the goalposts and I've kicked it through the uprights every single time. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, it's like for everyone beating Roman Reigns may seem impossible, but just not for, but just not for me. Cause I don't see that, you know, and Roman Reigns goes and smiles. He's like, you're good. He's like, this guy, this guy is really good. And then he goes and points to the title. He's like, let me ask you this. It's like, have you ever won this? He points to the titles. Like, have you ever won this? Have you even compete for this? Hell, have you even main evented WrestleMania? Because I've done all of that shit, man. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just really just continuing to dig at, at, at Cody Rhodes. And then uh, just again, just this this entire interaction. We'll get into this one once this segment is over. Just a tremendous face to face. And this was just a just a taste of what we're going to get from from yeah. the next couple <clears throat> weeks into Mania. Um, so. Roman Reigns starts then talking about Dusty, 
you know, of course, you know, talking about, you know, and this is a, a great way to, you know, I, I know, and I'll get more into this later on in the show, you know, people are like, oh, okay, we get it. Dusty Rhodes. Okay. We understand he's his father, this and that, like, and that. <clears throat> guys, this is part of the entire reason why Cody Rhodes is going after this title. This is the entire reason it's because of the Rhodes legacy. It's because of his father and what better way to, to, uh, to continue or to finalize that story than with Roman, who was the main guy that developed or was developed by Dusty Rhodes from yeah. NXT. So I think it's, I think everything comes in full circle if you really think about it. So Roman Reigns, he, he, he goes in to talk about Dusty Rhodes. They like, listen. He's like, I know that you miss him and starts to get really serious. He's like, I, I know that you miss him and I miss him too. And he says, you know, you know what, you know what he, you know what he used to talk, uh, tell me about you. Nothing. Just like a long pause. He's like, absolutely nothing. He never mm-hmm. said one word about you. He's like, matter of fact, he's like, he, at least the conversations I had with him, it's like, it's like you never even exist. And that, then you can tell that really got is starting now to really get into Cody's really starting to get angry because of that. And, um, you know, just continuing to talk about his father and he even does a little short impression, a little short. Uh, and it was good. He did was, it. That I was... was not, uh, that caught me so off guard because that right. was done really well. He just starts speaking like Dusty Rhodes. And I'm like, that was actually really good. I did not expect that from him. Man. No, me but... neither. <laughs> me neither. It was just something that came out of the uh, like out of the blue and like, oh my yeah. God, that was actually really good. So yeah. So continuing to talk about Dusty Rhodes and say, listen, you know, he's like, if there's anything that your father didn't teach you, then I will. And you know that that was uh, even and, and he stay and being the the asshole that Romans is, he just goes in for a handshake. And, you know, Cody doesn't uh, he's he's not appreciative of that at all. He's like, you could tell the look on his face. And he's like, and at this point, he's like, you know, it's like, listen, this isn't just in a story that needs to be finished. This has now become a necessity. Like, you know, this is a necessity for me to beat you. Like, you know, you say that I don't exist. He's like, well, I have to exist. And the only thing that I can, the only reason, the way I can exist is that if I beat you for those titles at WrestleMania and he extends his hand and he says, may the best man win. And they both shake hands, guys. They both shake hands in the middle of the ring. But you could tell that there's, there's wheels spinning in their head like this. There's, they're really thinking about like, you know, there's obviously, it seems like to me, Brian, there's definitely some, some mutual respect but at the same time like there's still that i guess you can say a little bit of that hatred or a little bit of that dis dislike for one another because especially when roman reigns is walking up back up the rampway that his wheels are spinning and like okay he's like listen i i got i got one over on him in this in this you know this is and this is just the beginning so and, and of course cody rhodes is left into the in the ring um as the segment ends uh i mean guys freaking awesome um, mm-hmm. absolutely freaking awesome. I'll get more into my thoughts, but Brian, I'll have you start your thoughts on this opening segment. Yeah, it, it really was awesome. Um, I, I love the way, you know, they did it one-on-one, um, pretty, you know, there was no, just no interference. They didn't need to come to blows or anything. The, the story that they, that they laid out and, and kind of, you know, it started back with Heyman a few weeks ago, but this is the first time Roman and Cody, you know, have been in there together. But man, I thought both of them did excellent. And yeah, this is this is the story, uh, you know, <clears throat> between them. You know, yes, there's a the WWE title and 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 Dusty, but like all her again, you you don't know how 
how much is really true and how much is part of the story. But what is the real part of it is, you know, obviously Cody is really Dusty's son. Dusty really did, you know, train and mold and and build those blocks to where Roman is now. Um, no question. So those, whenever you get that, those elements of, of realism into a story, that's what makes it work, you know? Um, and, and yeah, so when you were talking about the hatred, I don't, I, I, I didn't know, wasn't sure if you were talking about like in, in real life or you just talking about in the, in the characters. Um, Cause I, I would say, you know, if it's just in the wrestling industry itself, like um, you got two guys at the top, well, in this industry, right? Whoever, who's ever at the top is, is the one making the money, selling out the arenas, their names on the, you know, on the promotion. So you go back to like, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock. Like, I don't, there was tension there because they're both competing and they both wanted to be number one, which I think it would be more like this between Cody and Roman. I don't know that there's any genuine hatred there, but it definitely a tension or I don't, I don't want to say attention, but a tension between them because they're both fighting for one spot and only one of them one of them can be there um so yeah this this segment man um yeah and just some of the lines that that both of them delivered but uh yeah just the um uh what was the one uh yeah that that roman was groomed by you know dusty but you know he didn't do the same for his own son again just that realism there the you know that's that's what makes the story it takes it from, you know, a, a seven to a 10, you know? Um, and I like, I you know, I think, so they still got a month, you know, to go to WrestleMania. So I like the way this is starting off, you know, it was slow. It was just like an introduction kind of, and, you know, uh, we'll see more of this over the next three weeks, but um, I have no doubt that both of these guys are going to just tell this story, you know, flawlessly. It, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, we thought that Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns was good. I mean, this is going to be even just just as better. I mean, honestly, and I understand, too, from the aspect of like, oh, like I was expecting more. Like it was good, but I was expecting more. And trust me, and I hear those people. I, I really do. But trust me, guys, we are. And that is de- and that, of course, that's definitely the, the goal here. Like I would continue this story uh, on, on Monday Night Raw this this following in Boston. Like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't hold this till SmackDown. I would continue this right into Monday Night Raw. But here's the thing. Sure. You know for a fact we're going we're, this story is going to just get better. The, guys, this was just yeah. a taste, right? This was an introduction. Yeah. Right? This was a little introduction and little and a taste of what's to come for the next month, like you mentioned, Brian. So um just again, just a tremendous way to start off the show, you know, I announced it even on the Facebook group about this. And I, and I, I love the idea of starting the show off with this, like, and then of course, this is not the last time we see of Roman. And now he, cause he still has a Sami Zayn problem. And yep. of course a Jay Uso problem, not knowing where the hell he is. Uh-huh. So it's, again, it's, it's that, it's that, it's, it's that intrigue, you know, it's, it's that wanting to, to tune in or needing to see what's what uh, to tune in because, you know, now the next step here, or at least, you know, the next part of, of this show is like, okay, now Roman needs to shift his focus, at least for now Mm -hmm. about Jey Uso and where the hell Jey Uso is. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like, uh, it's like you get goosebumps too. And before we get into this, this first matchup here, we, again, we've been asking for this even before Cody's, 
injury, which definitely I felt like definitely put mm-hmm. a little damper on things for sure. But we knew right right from the jump with Cody when he came back. Yeah, at, sure. At WrestleMania last year, the reaction, the theme music, the goosebumps, and I'm like, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that you def- make Roman Reigns defeat at WrestleMania or whatever big stage. But we knew it was WrestleMania because it has to be. Yeah. Um, at least in this in the sake of Roman Reigns and how amazing his title reign has been. This is what it should have been. And the fact that it's coming into fruition and guys that the, and it's the fact that an EVP, a former EVP from AEW is about to become a WWE champion is still fucking insane to me because it, it just is. And it's just but but I'm so happy that we're getting it because and mm-hmm. I understand, oh, this is so predictable and this is so boring. But I and I hear those people. But guys, sometimes even the stuff that we know it's coming, it's the way that they're booking it and it's the yep. way that everything is being done. And I understand like, you know, but I still want to be surprised. I still want to be this. And trust me, I hear you because that is what professional wrestling, especially what entertainment is all about, about that shock factor. Right. And trust me, Cody Rhodes for the most part, hasn't been booked perfectly up until this point. We talked about the Royal Rumble and how I was not a fan of him going at number 30 and how introducing him prior to the Rumble, I thought it was just Mm -hmm. very odd. But that doesn't diminish everything that Cody Rhodes has done up until this point because now they just want to shit on Cody Rhodes. Like, oh, he's just (laughs) not the guy. He sucks. And it's just like, where the fuck are you getting that at? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, again, it's just so, it's unfortunate. Like, Fans are just so fucking fickle. Like some, and I'm not saying all these, every single fan, but there are some fans out there that are just so freaking fickle, and and it's just, it's a shame because yeah. it's, it's it's stuff that we actually get that's good, like factually and what's actually helping the company that's good. But then there's still fans that are for some reason. And guys, if you don't like it, that's a different story. But don't say that it sucks and that it's hurting the business and it shouldn't be like. Like you at that point, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like it doesn't become an opinion. It just becomes just an asinine comment. So, but yeah, recap, tremendous start to the show. And just this, like I said, this is just only the beginning and just a taste of what we're going to get moving closer into mania match. Number one, this was Rhea Ripley versus Liv Morgan match time was eight minutes. Uh, Rhea Ripley sending a message to Charlotte mid-match. She's like, listen, I'm I'm Rhea bloody Ripley and you can't run for me sending that message to Charlotte Flair. Didn't really see anything of Charlotte Flair from this week. It seems very, very odd. Um, I, I guess that just shows you right there that they don't even know how to really book this. I mean, they, they, <clears throat> that awkward exchange or that awkward face-to-face from last week just tells you everything you need to know. I commented about that at last week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just... I said it from the jump, guys. Like this, it should have been Bianca Belair. Like again, like what's the story? Oh, they faced each other three years ago in a match that nobody even asked for anyway, and no one gave a shit about. And it was for an NXT freaking title. Like, come on, Ser- seriously. It's just, just so odd to me. It's just you're recapping a story that no one even cared about in the first place when Bianca and Rhea was sitting in your fucking lap and you fucked up. But anyway, so. Um, so Dominic, of course, is at ringside. Rhea Ripley wins this via submission, a very interesting submission hold. Yeah. Like an inverted cloverleaf. Um, and uh Liv Morgan uh taps out as Rhea Ripley wins this match. Um uh, of course, Rhea Ripley needs to go over. Um, that's that's obviously no question, but but Liv Morgan, guys, guys, Liv Morgan, like I know I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. 
Liv Morgan is good. She's really good, guys. I mean, let, like, let's let's not bullshit here. This woman is really, really good. And it's a shame too, Brian. I talk about fans being fickle. Like I remember back when when Liv Morgan was starting to get hot last year, and all of a sudden, okay, we need to put the title on Liv. She deserves it. She deserves this. She wins the title. The fans turn on her in the blink of an eye. Like of she course. sucks. Get it off of her. Yeah. It's like the same thing with Ronda Rousey. For some reason, like Ronda Rousey, you know, she wins the title and it's like, oh, snap. Like, get, we need the title on Charlotte, this and this and that. It's like, guys, it's like people are fucking ridiculous. But but people like me, though, and and, I'm, and fans like me and myself, my, myself and, and Brian, for that matter, we understand the talent that's in Liv Morgan. I'm not saying that she needs to be a world champion. I'm not saying that she's at the level of a Bianca or a Becky or even a Charlotte for that matter. I'll be honest, but, but she's damn good. And she deserves better than to once again, guys, to, to tap out. I mean, how many times have we seen this woman now submit in the middle of the ring? She's done it mm -hmm. to Asuka. She has done it to freaking who else she's, she's tapped out to. I'm pretty sure she's tapped out to Rhonda. I was going to say Rhonda has to be in there for sure. And, and, and well, and she passed out. And then this is, and it's weird, Brian, because this is a character that's supposed to like pain, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what the character is? Like, she's like, 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 I remember the comments she made about the rumble. Like, I want to end her number one because I want to, I want to be that grinder. I want to feel pain. Like, I'm not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid of this. And yet here she is like within like five seconds, she's tapping out. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Um. So listen, the obviously like i don't know what this match gets anybody excited for charlotte and rhea ripley i feel like they're already botching it as it is but how but this however did remind me how good Liv morgan is and the fact that that she doesn't is that she's most likely not going to have a a, a wrestlemania match this mm -hmm. year is pretty freaking sad and and brian i don't know if you caught this too there was a fan that was crying in the stands I guess it was a Liv Morgan fan. And then uh, mm -hmm. uh, backstage after the show, she was sent backstage by Liv Morgan. And there was a video of them like hugging and embracing uh, backstage yeah. after the show. I thought that was just a, a really cool moment. Shout out to Liv Morgan. She's obviously a, a sweetheart in real life. Um, so just tremendous little moment right there for her. But guys, yeah, Liv Morgan, uh, like, I, I don't know what constantly having her tap out does for her. I, I just don't. Obviously, I understand Rhea Ripley needs to win matches. I, I understand that aspect. And shout out to Rhea Ripley as well. She's done tremendous, tremendous work getting herself over. But again, I, I just don't understand why. Like you had her pass out, right? You had her pass out at the chamber, which mm -hmm. was a great was the great way to have her get eliminated, by the way. I spoke heavily about that during the chamber review. And now here she is. She's just constantly tapping out again. It's just like, guys, what the fuck? Yeah, like you can't tear someone down or build someone up by tearing someone else down. You can't do it. it just pisses me off, man. Because Liv Morgan deserve like because she's good and and she, and if you give her something, then just feeding her to Rhea to just build this main event match that no one gives a fuck about. I mean, I love I like Rhea Ripley, but like it's just the truth, you know. So, but it's just yeah, it's just really frustrating. Brian, your thoughts about this match? It was an okay match, yeah. Uh, you know, I well, I'll start with Liv, I guess. I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you. Like, um, well, first, let me say, you know, as a parent, and I've spoke about this before, like anytime a wrestler is going to take the time out to do something like that with a kid in the audience, I'm a fan of. That being said, yeah, just with her character, like she, you know, a, a couple months ago or whatever, it was, you know, she she wanted the pain and, and could take the pain. But then, all the, again, 
in just about every match, um, it's almost like a Moxley thing with his bleeding. And every in every live match, she's going to have a spot where she either is crying or has just this like crying face. And it just like so you can take the pain, but then you're crying in every match too. It's just yeah, it's 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 just weird. It's just yeah. uh nothing's nothing's gelling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't I, I don't know where where you go with her. Uh, yeah, the, the Rhea, uh, you know, speaking about her and Charlotte at, at Mania, um, this is my only concern about it, is that I'd still like to see Rhea and Judgment Day as a whole as heels, but I've really got a feeling, and I, I think I think that's part of the reason why you haven't seen Rhea and Charlotte really together a whole lot. Is because I think of that mania match, the I, the crowd's going to be behind Rhea, right? Oh, I, I think. absolutely. And how many and times s- have, I, have I said that, Brian? About I said, oh yeah, it yeah. To go during a SmackDown review, they are going to freaking cheer Rhea Ripley because now, and 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 that's probably the case why you haven't seen Charlotte because yeah. they know they fucked up and they don't want to build it. It you know and, exactly and get the, they right. refused to fucking build it. They had a face to face that was so fucking awkward, and now she's not even on the show. She's your yeah. SmackDown Women's Champion. Where's the build? Where's the injury? I mean, you you ha- you planned this match. Why is it not being built? Oh, maybe it's because no, you that's... fucked up, and you know that you fucked up. Yeah, so, so that's like, why you know. I'm saying I think they're they're kind of purposely, you know, it, it's it's not being built like it normally would for yeah. that reason. Is because if you're doing this for the next two, three, four weeks, by the time you get to Mania, that crowd is already fully a hundred percent behind Rhea. And I think they're trying to keep that down as much as possible because yeah, coming out of mania, then what do you do? Um, you know, do you have judgment day turn face? Is it just kind of a, a one-off thing where Rhea was a, a face for the, for the one night, but yeah, that, that's the problem they're going to run into is that the, the, you know, the crowd is, is so is already behind Rhea and once she wins the the title, it's I mean the pop she's going to get for that, and the throughout the whole match, it's when you know she wins, I, when she wins the match. When she wins, you know, that's what's right. going to lead to. That's yeah. going to be a bigger pop so, than anything. But yeah, so that's 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 my concern just with this match. And yeah, both of you and I have spoken about this. I, I thought it should have been Belair and and Ripley, and I, I again just given you know I, I think. I I can't think of any matches offhand, but at least their time in WWE, Asuka and Charlotte have at least faced off more times than than Rhea. So I, I thought that would have been a better match to have them two fight each other. But whatever, we this is where we're at now, and we'll see what they do with Rhea and Judgment Day after Mania. But man, the she's <laughs> she's going to have to turn face at some time because it's it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean that's it's I don't know. It's just every everything should all this entire situation shouldn't even be happening. Like Rhea yeah. should be feuding with Bianca Belair right now. As much as we love Asuka and the fact that we love the fact that she's getting that opportunity with Bianca. Sure. We but we 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 know like our gut is knows that Rhea should be feuding with Bianca Belair right now and this mm-hmm. entire situation shouldn't even be fucking happening. But here we are. So Yeah. Look, great for Rhea Ripley. This does this match does nothing actually it was again decent match by the way i like mm-hmm. i said I, like yeah. I mentioned about Liv morgan she is that freaking good um and and she and she put on tremendous match with rhea ripley and of course rhea ripley you know doing her part so match did not do anything 
to, to build this story, but it does remind me how good Liv Morgan is and how much, you know, how much she just deserves better. Um, and she deserves to be in a storyline and, be- and having better character development because what they're doing right now for her just ain't it. So yeah. Backstage Roman reigns and the bloodline Roman's asking Jimmy about Jey Uso again. Like, where's your brother? What's going on? I need to know what's going on. Um, he's like, listen, he just, he just needs some time. You know, Jimmy keeps like, listen, just give him some time. And, you know, I guess, you know, you could tell Jimmy Uso is trying to stall as much as possible for yeah. Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns is not having any of it. He's like, I am running out of patience. Do you understand? Like I am running out of patience. He's like, listen, he's like, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. He's like, no, it's not with Jay. I'm running out of patience with you. And he points to Jimmy Uso and like you and Jimmy and Jimmy's like, oh, <laughs> you could tell the look on his face like yeah I'll, I'll let him know and immediately that that's a sign for you to get your ass up and go freaking find your brother call him whatever the fuck you got to do um again um guys do i need to waste my breath of how freaking awesome this is yeah. like why do i need to waste my breath another tremendous i love these backstage segments i love again how many times do i say this brian that this is stuff like this in wrestling is is desperately needed is that you need mm-hmm. a storyline or two that continues to be developed backstage or what wherever you want to cut promos or, or segments at to build a storyline. Like, yeah. It's 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 not that freaking hard, guys. It's really <laughs> not. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I I look, it's just the format. It's just I always talk about how formula, you know, formulaic how everything is and how everything, you know, we talked about predictability, right? Well, predict when you when you predict the formula of a of a wrestling show that is not good at all like it's just it's it's not because you know you, you know you're gonna see a what a match and then a promo a backstage promo um another promo another match and then a match to end the night or something like that it's like yo can you give me a storyline that builds mm-hmm. and ends with a cliffhanger that's like that's it yeah and that's what they and that and that's why i've been loving smackdown that's why smackdown gets the ratings get the statistics and metrics that they do because of this freaking storyline because of their formula of their show. That's why SmackDown is better than pretty much everybody in the pro- professional wrestling industry right now. So um, before we get into uh, before we get into this next match or next segment, uh, Brian, your thoughts about uh, this backstage segment overall? Yeah, really good segment. Um, again, it, it doesn't take much, but I mean, it, like. Again, I could give my thoughts on how how all this is going to end, but I'll I'll save it. But it's just again, it's we talk about the you know the bloodline story, and it's you know for the past couple of months, it's we mainly been talking about Roman and Sammy, but there's so many there's so many side stories here. You know, Jay and Jimmy, uh, Roman and Jimmy, Roman and Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Solo fit? You know what? Because you never really hear from Solo, right? So where it's just all of it, man. Um, it's so good it's so good man and they're they're all killing it no doubt absolutely and again this is not the last time you hear from uh from roman and the bloodline and we'll mm-hmm. get into that in hour number two up next we have dominic and Rhea backstage and they run into santos escobar uh santos escobar challenges dom to a match to defend ray or defend ray's legacy or defend his honor he wants hombre to hombre Mm-hmm. Um, and he pretty much challenges him to the ring, blows Rhea kiss and some shit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, listen, he's like, I understand why Ray didn't punch you in the face last week, but guess what? I can. And then that's that's how he kind of punches in the challenge. And that's how we get into our next match, which was Dominic Mysterio 
versus Santos Escobar. Match time was under nine minutes. Uh, Santos Escobar carries Ray's mask that was given to Ray Mysterio just a couple weeks ago, leaves it on top of the ring post. There was a moment in this match where like Santos is like grabbing Dom by the face and talking about, you know, do you, he's like, do you respect your father's legacy? Like screaming at him, like talking about legacy and all that stuff. And Dom mm-hmm. spits on the freaking mask and he's like, no, freaking elbows him in the face as, they, as they're on like the second or top turnbuckle. Um, but yeah, again, solid, solid match. Because again, this, this, this is all about, you know, about Ray and the situation between Ray and Dominic and Santos Escobar. Um, you can tell that the fans are definitely getting, I mean, obviously everyone knows, especially if you watch NXT, how talented Santos Escobar is to me, he's just not been placed in the right situations. But now if you, and, and I like Santos Escobar in this situation, because this is getting fans, you know, or introducing fans to Santos Escobar who are not familiar with him. So mm-hmm. I think Santos putting as Santos Escobar in this situation, I think is very well done. And I don't think this does any harm to him, even if he does take an L. And that actually is what happens. He takes an L to Dominic Mysterio. Spoiler alert. Uh, as Dominic, uh, well, before that, the referee catches Dom with brass knuckles. And Rhea Ripley, guys, hits a riptide to yep. Santos Escobar from the outside on onto the to the outside floor. Pretty freaking and again, we got Rhea Ripley is just when, when she's, you know, I know people are, you know, they're on the fence about women beating up men and intergender stuff, but like, I mean, I, I love the way that, I mean, this is pretty similar to what I think we saw. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but I think it was like Rhea, she body slammed. I think it was Luke Gallows weeks ago or months ago. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And that was like, honestly, like the yep. most memorable, me- memorable moment of the show. Um, and like I mentioned about Santos, you know, this is an introduction to Santos. And I understand it's like, oh, well, you know, how does Santos Escobar being power slammed by a woman make him look good? But I mean, but again, still, though, the way you know, Rhea Ripley, you know, her character is pretty much the fact that she's not like most women. That's what Dominic said. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I don't mind it at all. It makes again, you're trying to build a main event freaking, you know, title match right so you gotta make right. freaking real look like you know she's look she looks freaking good i mean i don't think a freaking power slam is gonna make santos escobar freaking weak i i think that that just yeah. makes rhea ripley just looks a look freaking badass so i love the freaking spot freaking hitting the riptide and throwing santos back into the ring and dominic takes advantage and wins uh via a frog splash from the top rope like i mentioned this match was just under under nine minutes after the match at the at the rampway, uh, Dominic takes Rey Mysterio's mask that was led uh, to him by Rey Mysterio himself to Escobar, and just rips up the mask. He's just tearing it up, and then Rey Mysterio's music hits. He comes to the rampway. He's like, "Listen, like, you know, again, just trying to just try to you know talk to Dom and be like, listen, like enough, like just give me the mask, like stop doing this, like what are you doing, like enough, like please." And then Dominic and, and I love this. Dominic continues to try to to get under Rey Mysterio's skin. It's like, hit me. Like, I know you want to hit me. Like, just freaking do it. You know, just like, you've ruined my childhood for years, right? Like, just, just hit me. Just like, he shoves him in his face. He's like, I'm like, Ray, I'm not, I'm not going to hit you. Just give me this freaking mask and let's be done with it. And then he just drops it on the floor. Like he hands, he's about to hand it to him. He just drops it on the floor. Rey Mysterio goes to pick it up and he just freaking decks freaking Rey Mysterio into the side of his head and leaves him, uh, drops him where he stands. 
and uh, Dominic and Rhea are standing tall as they go backstage, uh, leaving, yeah, like I said, leaving Rey Mysterio where he stands. And that is your, that is your segment. And, and uh, Brian, I got to say, like it, I think the most intriguing part about this is like, you know, when is, is Rey Mysterio finally just going to say like, at this, like I've had enough, like freaking, and just Dex this motherfucker, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know that there's like comments too about like, you know, about how this this feud is about you know the relationship between a father and a son and like you know it's oh it's like they don't like the fact that how like the you know the son is beating up the father and it's like it teaches like bad it's like a bad sign or a bad you know what i'm you know what i'm saying brian like you know that entire stick like it's just again it's just another it's it's wrestling people it's just like guys like it's like enough (laughs) it's just it's just ridiculous but anyway but outside of that um guys i i i truly i am truly been digging into um this 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 feud i i really have been you know if they would have just not fucking race nurse cars freaking weeks ago this would be literally legit flawless it really would be um everything that they've done with like on social media with freaking the valentine's day date mm-hmm. and the and the, all the th- all the holiday get-togethers that they did on social media um leading up to this moment and then obviously there's the uh the questions like when is ray mysterio just like what's going to push roman or excuse me ray mysterio over the edge to where he's just has enough and he just decks dominic right in his freaking mug um so that so that whole situation you can also like make the case of you know when that does happen he's like you know what i should have done i i should have done this you know a long time ago he's like you know i didn't want to do this but you know you left me no choice and i should i should do this i should have done this what i should have done a long time ago and that is freaking beat your ass <laughs> at, at wrestlemania so again i i like i like where it's going dominic this is doing nothing but help dominic as we talked about dominic is in his character development ray mysterio is already a freaking legend in this business so he, mm-hmm. i mean this just continues to uh to help his freaking legacy and his and his career so uh brian before we go into our number two your thoughts of this whole feud this match and everything as all uh yeah the match was okay uh, there was there was some good some bad in it but uh, that's uh neither here nor there like you know dom is still uh I'm willing to, um, you know, not not totally shit on it because he is he is still learning, still growing, and you can see it almost from week to week. So, you know, at at spots in the match, it, it seemed kind of weird or or off a little bit, but yeah, it was an okay match. And yeah, going back to the the Riptide on uh, Escobar, like, listen, yeah, no no problem with that whatsoever. And for I don't know people have an issue with that a female star doing it you know to a man like ev- i mean everything like... that's bothering you guys about uh, everything involving in this company and it's rhea ripley power slamming escobar something that's pretty freaking <laughs> badass if that's what's really pushing you over the edge then i don't know what the hell to tell you so i tell you yeah, i gotta continue. for that for that like you know go back and look at china at one time was your intercontinental champion and at the time she was an intercontinental champion that it was legit man i mean <laughs> she like it, it really was the story was believable the you know and granted i mean there's only a handful of women you, you know china uh Rhea, beth phoenix um 
you know, maybe somebody like, I mean, we haven't seen her, but like, I don't know if people know like Awesome Kong from back in the day, or I don't know where she's at, but you know, uh, somebody like that, yeah, in a spot like this, it just makes them look better. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't really think it, look, they're, they're not doing this to Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or something like that, right? So no. yeah, no harm, no foul. Um, and I think it, it, it adds, it, yeah, makes the, makes the woman look great in, in, when they're playing that type of character, which Rhea is. So yeah, absolutely, man. It, perfect. Um, yeah, we've, we've talked about Dom, you know, here in the last few weeks. I really, uh, he was all over this whole week, um, Raw and SmackDown in a lot of segments. And there was a couple social media, you know, posts, so really man i mean he's he's learning he's growing and and i'm here for it and yeah this feud i wonder this is the only way at this point i can see it's going to come down to so ray's wife is that like is he still married to dom's mom i don't i don't know if that's a a second wife or whatever but I don't think, yeah, no, I think that's his legit mother or like his okay. mother. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's how I think this is going to go is at some point, like here in the next probably two weeks or so, like her mom, the mom's going to come out like, <laughs> right. And try to like be the in-between or, or whatever. And like either Dom or Rhea are going to accidentally hit her. And then that's when Ray's got to, you know, all right, I gotta, I gotta have the match, but yeah, either that or, you know, it really wouldn't shock me. Again, it's not, I don't think this is going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if somehow Vicky Guerrero gets involved. Um, yeah, it, it really wouldn't shock me there. And yeah, it's the fault of Eddie Guerrero. and Right, know, and that, have yeah. you seen, if you've noticed the way, I mean, go go look a, at, a, at a picture from Guerrero back and say, like... like the is there rumors saying that she could return to WWE? Is that no, 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 no? I, I haven't. About that, no, right? no, no. I haven't heard anything about that. I'm just saying, okay. as far as like storyline goes, wise, that's something that would make sense. That would make sense. Okay, I hear what you're coming from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, no, yeah. No, that would that would be something. Yeah, if you want to involve Vicky Guerrero, yeah. Her yep. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe you could get her with uh, Chelsea Green, you know, Chelsea, for a little oh bit. My <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that would. But, be uh, yeah, that's how I. That's how I see this this feud, or or when when Ray finally accepts or, or snaps on Dom, because I mean, what else? He's already kind of been beaten and insulted and you know disrespected, and he's you know keeps refusing. So now Dom's the, the bar's got to be upped, right? So so what are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I just think it'll be something with with the mom slash wife or or something of that nature. So, all right, with all that being said, let's get into our number two. We go into Drew McIntyre as he hits the ring and his music hits. Uh, he says there's three or said, there, oh, excuse me, there's four weeks till Mania and he still doesn't even have a match yet. And he calls out Gunther, which is something we pray after last week. We pretty much saw that this uh, this was coming. Um, but what we didn't see coming was what followed up to this. And uh, I'll yep. get into that in just a second. But so um yeah so he wants to pretty much beat the living he kind of just censors out the word shit into some other word i don't know but like the living bleep out of him or whatever he schnitzel. said yeah, i think he said schnitzel yeah schnitzel or whatever schnitzel, right yeah, yeah some, something along those lines right so <laughs> so seamus hits the ring so yeah so drew mcintyre lays down the challenge to gunther seamus hits the ring 
And he's like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what's what's going on here? Like, really taking this call out to Gunther personally. He's like, listen, you under you. It's like you understand how much this intercontinental championship means to me. Like, you know, and and he's like, and you know, how dare you freaking go behind my back and 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 come out here and challenge Gunther like this? Like, what what like what are you doing? And then <laughs> Drew McIntyre's actually exchange is funny. He's like, did I? It's like, do I have to ask you for permission? Like, are you my parents? Like, you, wait, wait, am I? Do I have to ask permission for you to? For, for you to wipe my ass like <laughs> it's actually a pretty a, an interaction i understand and i've talked about this too brian about how many times we've seen drew mcintyre and sheamus in the same ring but for what this segment was at least the start of it was done very well um this mm-hmm. it was it felt very real it felt very personal and sheamus is like yeah you're right i'm not your parent he's like but i but what i thought you were was my brother and it's like he's like you're just a backstabbing bastard and then uh, la or um, excuse me sorry L A night. Yeah. hits the ring or his music hits uh, shortly after. So he's, Oh, by the way, so LA nights. T- <laughs> so LA nights talking as he's going down to the ring, drew McIntyre and Seamus are not even looking at this motherfucker. They're just like, just, they're still looking at each other there while LA nights cutting this freaking promo, by the way, LA night got a massive freaking pop. I don't know if people heard that or not either. Um, but yeah, just, just tremendous, Tremendous freaking pop. LA Knight's cutting this freaking awesome promo and freaking Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are not even not even bothering to even look at at this dude. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, And yeah, then the uh, then the New Day's music hits and I'm like, oh, OK, this is exactly this is what we're doing. OK, <laughs> um, yeah. so the, I mean, the New Day, they made a funny little comment saying, like, how can you have a match at Mania? Because like LA Knight was talking about his interest in the intercontinental championship. And then he's like, how can you have a match at mania when you haven't even won a match on SmackDown? <laughs> I thought that was again, a funny day, but of course guys, I mean, the end of the day, we kind of knew what this was going into as Karrion cross now hits the freaking ring and his music hits. And then it didn't take long for hell to just break loose. Um, everyone's brawling now in the ring. Seamus clotheslines LA Knight over the top rope. Drew looks like he's about to take out Sheamus, but then think twice about it when Sheamus turns around to face him. Um, and they kind of like glance at each other. And Sheamus is like, you know, he's like, you weren't about to do what I think you were about to do, were you? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, just continuing to like stare down at one another. Drew McIntyre was just like, no, I was just going to jump over the top rope. See, watch this. And he just freaking takes the, like a swanton dive over the top rope. Um, you know, just to remind people how athletic Drew McIntyre is as he jumps out to everybody. Oh, hold up. Let's all catch Drew McIntyre when he jumps over the top rope. Get in position, ready. Like, oh yeah, my God, I yeah. hate that crap. And then Karrion Cross then takes out Sheamus, um, throws him into the into the post, and Cross stands tall as everyone else is pretty much laid out. Guys, this is the definition of I have no idea what to do with any of my mid-card talent. So let me just yep. throw everybody fucking out there at one at one time and in one spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't stand this type of shit. I, I really can't. And that's been honestly the booking of the Intercontinental Championship in a nutshell. I love the fact, and I spoke about this uh last week. Like I love the fact that that Gunther is is bringing prestige back to the title and he's holding on to it and and he's being booked properly but again like guys we're less than a month away now and this dude doesn't even have a fucking challenger oh guess what guess what they're going to do there's going to be a fatal not not four way but a (laughs) fatal fucking five way five way it's going to be freaking kofi kingston 
freaking LA Knight, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Karrion Cross. Winner gets, I believe, is the number one contender for the title. Like, again, man, I just cannot freaking stand it. Like, just, just like, why do you have to, why does everybody need to be involved into this segment? Like, every, why can't anybody, why can't they just book individuals in an individual feud and just build them up? towards a freaking title in the future instead no he's just like i don't it's like i'm just gonna throw it's like throwing baloney at the wall and see if it fucking sticks right mm-hmm. and it's just like you know it's like oh it's like you now you come out and say some words okay uh kofi kingston and xavier you go out and say some words right and then all of a sudden you guys just brawl and then we just end the segment like it's just it's just nonsense um and it's just it's a shame because i want it's like the intercontinental championship and its prestige it's just like and the way it's being treated, like you see it defend on a middle of a SmackDown every freaking week. It's like, what are we fucking doing? Yeah. Um, let's listen, beginning of the segment, I was getting into it. And then it, guys, it just completely just falls off the freaking rails. Um, yeah, it, it's just so odd. And this, and, and guys, what this is leading to what maybe drew McIntyre and Gunther does, does drew McIntyre. Okay. Why does drew McIntyre then need to beat four other fucking individuals to get to this freaking point? He made the call out to Gunther, have Gunther do a face off or something. They make a cool segment out of it, making the official challenge to media and, and get fucking creative. Why does he need to beat four other fucking individuals that should have no freaking business being in this situation? Like yeah. LA Knight, for example, why is LA Knight just messing around with the new day? Like, like carrying cross, he won last week. Oh, now you just throw him into this intercontinental championship situation. Like, come on, man. Just so dumb. But <laughs> before we get into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts about this whole, whatever this circus was, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really like the segment at all either. Um, I guess initially, and this is just, this is just what I read into it after seeing everything. Cause yeah, initially when it was just uh Seamus and drew out there, you know, we've talked about it in weeks and months past, you know, when they were a tag team or, you know, up until last night, really, I guess still were a tag team. Um, and you knew that was eventually going to end. So, yeah, we're going to get another Drew-Sheamus match, which uh, you kind of have to have at this point just to to blow the tag team off, you know. Um a couple other things like so again since la Knight had the whole thing with bray which put him on the map and he was just he was killing it (sighs) yeah just i think wwe has just killed his momentum and i tell you so when he came out and was doing the promo i wasn't a fan of like i think it made made la Knight look bad to where like sheamus and drew like don't even give a shit about him like who who cares if la Knight's coming out out here like I, I thought it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why they did that, especially with he, he's great on the mic. Um, so to have like Drew and Sheamus not even acknowledge that he's out there, that was you just kind of pop of the crowd. Like, dude, the crowd popped when his fucking music hit. Yeah, you know, and then and he's just kind of like, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't mind like the whole fact that L.A. Knight wasn't being acknowledged because, like, I actually thought the segment was kind of, it came off to me as funny honestly so i didn't mind that because like la Knight's a loud mouth and like drew mcintyre they're, they're just trying not to hear them you know what i'm saying so sure like, i mean it's, I, it's I the get situation that, but... that he's just it's involving him with the new day that i have a problem with mm-hmm. like why is he thrown it like why is he he's, he's in this weird situation with the new day that's just so freaking odd so 
Yeah, yeah. and now he's what? He's going to compete for an Intercontinental title match when he just he lost to Bray Wyatt. He lost to Kofi, but now Kofi has to defeat him again along with three other superstars to get a fucking title opportunity. Like, yeah. guys, like I, I like, just I don't like I'm it. Saying, and it's like I don't like it any time they do something like that. But yeah, I, I you know, so and this is another thing I read into. So at the end of the that whole you know everybody going over the top and just attacking each other, Carrying Cross is the one left standing. I think it, uh, the first shot. So I, I don't know if this happens at Mania or whatever, but I think the the feud is going to be um, Sheamus and Drew. And I think it'll be Cross uh, going after Gunther, which I don't, uh, again, I, I don't trust it. I, I, you haven't really done anything with Karrion Cross, but we we both spoke highly of him. We we like him. I don't know if he's the guy right now to, to take that title off of Gunther. Um, I would still, I'd still imagine Gunther coming out on top there, but what does that do for Cross? You know, it doesn't do anything. But I, I kind of feel that's where they're going. It'll be Cross and Gunther, Sheamus and Drew, and LA Knight and the New Day, uh, or or Kofi, I guess, or or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I wish they would. I think they're fumbling the ball a little bit with LA Knight. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, carrying Cross. I think there's something there that they haven't really even attempted to go for yet. Maybe this is the start of it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where it's going right now. But, uh, you know, at least it, you know, maybe maybe Carrion gets a, a push here, but we'll see. I doubt it because, I mean, I don't know. It's like, guys, because here's the thing, right? Like, before I get into this next segment or this next match, like, Cross, so Gunther is your Intercontinental Championship. Like, Gunther versus Carrion Cross, it, it, sorry, it doesn't make any sense. You can't have him win. Like, LA Knight doesn't make any sense either. So then you're just left with, I mean, Kofi. I mean, I love Kofi Kingston, yeah. but I mean, he's just been sticking around with the New Day, just being a tag team guy. It's just like, do I really think that a tag team guy is going to defeat freaking Gunther? Like, come on. So then you're just. Well, I'll get into something with. I'll get into something with Gunther here when he comes, you know, for his promo because I, I got th some thoughts about him too, where they're going, and it might make yeah. a little bit more sense. Yeah, and <laughs> then I'm actually, saying. I'll get into Gunther's promo right now, actually. So Gunther, he was in a backstage segment pretty much just being disgusted. Like, listen, like, we're less than a month away. And I, and Adam Pierce has not given me a challenger yet for my... So pretty much everything that I just ranted and bitched about, Gunther yeah. is pretty much just recapping everything I said. Right. Um, so, yeah, so he's disgusted. Like, and, like, listen, he wants a challenger. He wants, he wants to... Uh, he wants a match at Mania pretty much in a nutshell so and like, to honor his the great sports that is uh that is professional wrestling um you know i, I say quote unquote sports sure, but again, that's right. a different story for a different day but but yeah brian since since we're talking about it, your thoughts about gunther and that promo uh since you know we're we're getting into that or we pretty much talked about the intercontinental championship situation your thoughts about that i thought it was a really good promo just the way he delivers it, it it's it fits his character it you know I think he did a really get, great job. Um, so here's here's my thoughts about kind of Gunter and the whole Intercontinental Champion and why, you know, I, I think it might be Cross, you know, going after it right now. I could see them doing something like this, right? Gunter's had a long IC reign, right? Um, 
and you you can argue, you know, do you who who beats him, who takes that off of him? Because I this guy is he's on the tra- trajectory to the main event to the world title. WrestleMania is coming up, right? We we both fully you know are behind Cody winning that. Now, if again we don't really know what Ra- Roman Reigns' plans are after WrestleMania. Does he take some time off or, you know, does he get like a rematch at the next pay-per-view, whatever. But if he does take some time off, I I think this needs to be the first feud, Cody and Gunter. I think that would be a hell of a feud. And if you remember... Like the next pay-per-view? Maybe no, no, no. Maybe not the next pay per view. No, like, no. But like just a summer, to, to like a summer that, slam or something. Maybe something like that. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, to, I wouldn't. Yeah, because like it's, it's funny you say that. Because no, and I definitely, yeah, definitely not you. the next pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I would say that for like a bigger event because that match, right, I mean, right. The story was already told. I mean, with the whole Royal Rumble, uh, mm-hmm. with them just a couple months ago. So yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't do that right after. Yeah, and I understand you didn't mean any. I, I know you didn't mean by that about the very next pay per view. But yeah, no, definitely, I would definitely look into that because I'm sure Gunther's reign is going to come to an end at some point. We don't know, maybe mm-hmm. before at mania or after mania, who knows, but yeah, no, that's something I can get into if they book it properly. Yeah, for sure. And it, here's even something just with, with Gun- I think it would fit Gunther's character and whatever. So before, and I'm not comparing him to stone cold by any means or, or stone cold's rise or whatever, but stone cold before, you know, he went on to become champion. He was the IC champ and he, at that point, he he kind of he just relinquished it. You know, he's like, I'm I'm setting my sights on the the title. I believe I have this right. I'd have to go back and and really check, but I'm pretty sure, you know, that, that nobody beat him for it. He just relinquished it and said, No, I'm going. You know, for the for the title. I think that would something like that would really work with Gunter's character. You know, he's had this long title reign. Sure, Drew could beat him. Maybe maybe carrying cross if you you built him but yeah i say don't have him lose the title and just relinquish it and just say i've i've done all i can here and now i'm going after it's cody for me to go to the main event spot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah because because here's the thing too like you're gonna like like drew mcintyre like guys i like drew mcintyre but i mean this you're telling me this dude who held main event gold already mm. is gonna settle and and go after now i understand you know we think of drew mcintyre and gunther and that could potentially be good i understand that sure. aspect but you're telling me that drew mcintyre is the one a guy that's held main event gold that's you know who beat brock lesnar in the main event of media now he's just mm-hmm. gonna go after a mid-card title like come on now right. and sheamus even for like sheamus has already lost freaking twice and now i mean yeah I, I mean i don't know it's just yeah but i mean that could be the kid that could be that's why case. i mean yeah like i, I mean, don't see I, any of those five guys that were in that I match no i don't, I don't know see anybody else, beating them because i don't know who else does it i i right. really don't i mean you think like and that's and that's honestly this mid-card division in a nutshell right it's just that's how bad this mid-card division is being is being booked because i mean these guys you know at least sheamus and drew mcintyre for that matter have held world championship gold you're telling me they're just going to settle for mid-card championships when they've already right. held mid-card championships earlier in their career in the past mcintyre mm-hmm. was an intercontinental champion um i mean sheamus has never been intercontinental championship but he's held the united states championship on many occasions like why would they just go back to that and take a takes that's like taking a step backwards not forward right so i don't know but i mean that that could definitely be the case with gunther 
um cody and 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 gunther would sound badass but yeah i would definitely book that at the right time at the right moment yeah Um, i would say yeah definitely if if that's something you want to you know build at some point to SummerSlam, and i'm not even saying you know i i would still say cody wins there too i'm not saying to to get it off you know take the title off of him i'm just saying build that feud because it's it's there and i think it's going to be good yeah no absolutely i can you know definitely um, like I said, I'm on board with it if they book it correctly. So, all right, guys, next match. This was Shayna Baszler versus Skittles. I'm sorry, Tegan Knox. <laughs> right. If you guys watched it's the rainbow, week, bitch. Right. <laughs> if you guys watched last week's uh, show, then you know what I'm talking about. If you know, yeah. you know. Um, well, before this match, there was a brawl backstage between Rhonda Baszler and Tegan Knox, a little two on one beatdown on, uh, on Tegan, well, Tegan Knox actually got at the upper hand as I think Rhonda had some type of arm injury in this in this brawl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it, it's you know, Baszler and, and Knox are are brawling it out backstage, they're separated, and this leads to a freaking match just in the snap of a finger. So backstage mm-hmm. segment, and then all of a sudden we just get the match, right? And yeah. guys, I shit you not, like correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Like isn't Ronda Rousey her her name is supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet, right? Is is that is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. This yep. girl is legit coming out, guys, in a fucking arm sling, in a fucking hold arm on, sling. Hold on, so it wasn't even a sling because that's what so you that's know, what it looked like. Was it something like a cast or something like? No, 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 no. That's it. So they want to try to sell this arm injury, right? She comes out there. I'm like, fuck. They don't even like. What does she have on? It's not even a sling to sell it it's it's her it's her judo belt like it's just oh, a it's judo a belt in a sling oh oh and it's just it was like so like really like you couldn't even go through the trouble if you're gonna go this angle to just get a sling instead of just having her arm just i mean it was like a it was just a rope it was a rope <laughs> holding it up i mean <laughs> right i'll get into more into that uh, i get through this match but all right so so yeah so this leads to a, a match between Shayna and uh and tegan knox uh, match time guys was under two minutes you know you'd think under two minute match and involves Shayna Baszler you'd think Shayna Baszler would be getting rolled up somewhere but no Shayna Baszler <laughs> is winning the match <laughs> crazy right so yeah she wins this match via an armbar submission and guys that that's that's it um you know oh my god so I, I'm gonna save it because Brian I, I want to have you start your thoughts about whatever this match was and in this backstage brawl and yeah, just pretty much everything in between here. The floor is yours. Well, let me let me so I don't get too much heat. Let me let me retract something I just said because now I was just thinking, and they did have the segment right before the match. So, okay, you couldn't have time to find a sling. Whatever. It just looked fucking silly. It was it was just weird. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, this is supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet. And I'm sorry, just like the the the, the Tegan Knoxes of the world and and pixie candace laray i i just i have a hard time buying you know just that kind of shtick and character and and whatever especially if you're you're trying to do something you're you're trying to you know mess up Shayna baszler and ronda rousey here come on um so yeah uh baszler wins with the armbar submission because of course she's gonna dominate uh Oh uh, gosh, what was her name? Tegan Knox. Skittles. No. Um, Skittles, right? <laughs> Skittles. Uh, again, we've talked about you know I, I like I like the tag of of Baszler and the pairing of Baszler and and Rhea or I'm sorry, not Rhea, Ronda. Um, 
you know, does this match do anything for them? Or I, I don't know what the, the storyline, or I don't even think there is a storyline. Next next week, they're either going to, you know, be in some other tag against two other opponents. or I mean, I, I can't see them selling Ronda's arm injury for weeks on end here. But I don't know. Who the hell knows, man? Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, if they're really trying to, because I, because I, I'm pretty confident that this is leading to Shayna and Ronda, yeah, going after those tag titles against Becky and Lita. I spoke about that um, during the Monday Night Raw review earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, and I like that aspect. I spoke heavily sure. about that. If you guys haven't heard uh, heard from that, then you know, go check that out. It's on Spotify right now. Um, I talk about that entire situation. Here's the problem that I have, Brian. Why is this so-called baddest woman on the planet like like trying being like holding her arm in what a sling, a fucking belt, whatever she's using as a sling to hold her arm? Like yeah. this is how you're booking Ronda Rousey? Like what and the that fuck? T- and this that makes Tegan Knox like did a, that to her? Like, like it's the, the girl that she called Skittles last week? Like and <laughs> right. she's putting your like who is booking this shit? Yeah. Like, is this is this is this Vince? Is this is it both? I don't fucking know. But like, what makes it think? I just don't understand. They like how you again, people sit in a boardroom, right? And they think that Ronda Rousey, who's supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet, she's badass. She's the most toughest woman on this freaking roster, and here she is in a freaking in a little belt or whatever cash she's fucking wearing. It just yeah. makes her look like a freaking dweeb. Does it not? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, against Tegan Knox against all, and that's no shade to Tegan Knox guys, but come on, Tegan Knox is, we hardly forget that she's on the roster because yeah, exactly. they don't do nothing for her. <laughs> you right. know, if they attach her to the hip to Natalia, like that's going to do anything for her. Um, and again, that's also no shade in Natalia. It's just, it's just the truth, man. Yep. So there's really not nothing much to say really. Um, you know, I, I really hope that maybe we start to, we start to get the ball rolling between Shayna and Rhonda and Becky mm-hmm. and Lita, because that really has potential to be really freaking good. Yeah. But if you're going to do this shit, man, then like fucking a man, like, and, and that's a, another thing, you know, we've, we've talked about like, uh, you know, how shitty of a job Tony Khan did in the, in the, in the lead up and the promotion of his, his, uh, you know, this, this upcoming pay-per-view, so again, I mean, we only got a, a few weeks, a month left. I mean, if, if that's where you're going, like, um, you know, Shayna and Ronda have to come face to face with Lita yeah, I mean, and they, Becky they, like, here at some point. Like, kicking into high gear, right, like, right. Because this, like, whatever Ronda and Baszler are doing on the show, it's, yeah, it's not doing anything for them. It's not doing anything for any of us. Like, yeah, it's just so freaking weird. And then Tegan Knox just goes back to catering with Natalia. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Bobby Lashley hits the ring next. His music hits with a surprise and or surprise uh, show up to SmackDown. So he returns, you know, the uh, everyone's in shock. Wow. Bobby Lashley, a raw superstar to SmackDown. Like we never hardly see a raw superstar just go to SmackDown in the blink of an eye. And then like nobody, mm-hmm. you know, nobody talks about it. Like, oh, what, like what brand split? Right. But whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's WrestleMania. I mean, listen, I'm with the whole Cody Rhodes thing, you know, him calling out Roman and it's WrestleMania. So I guess you could say, that I think that's going to happen a lot in the next few weeks for, for both, both brands. I think there's going to be a lot of crossover just because it's yeah, the there's lead up be to a lot of crossover stuff. And it's not like this is yep. the first time they've done this anyway. So, 
Um, yeah, so Bobby Lashley, he hits the ring and he calls out Bray Wyatt to be a man and face him one-on-one, man-to-man. Um, and he, instead of Bray Wyatt, he gets Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy, his music plays and he gets attacked from behind. Um, Lashley hits him with a spine buster through the canvas. He sets up for the spear. Lights go out and Uncle Howdy's nowhere to be found. He's he's hightailed it. He's gone. Um, and that's that's it. Uh, that is pretty much it. You know, I'll... I have my thoughts about this, but Brian, I'll have you start this off. Your thoughts with this entire segment and how you're feeling right now. Because I spoke about this, about Lashley and Bobby, or excuse me, about Wyatt and Bobby Lashley and how it could work. And I mean, if you put in segments like this, I mean, it can work. It can. But here's the problem. There's like, it feels like there's not enough. There's like, mm. there's not enough to soak in. It's just like, you know, everything happens within less than 30 to 60 seconds. Now, I mean, anything that Bray Wyatt does in the, in, in less than 60 to 90 seconds, it'll be the most entertaining shit out of the entire show. But again, I feel like there just needs to be more like I, like Brian, I desperately, desperately want to be on board with this because I've spoken about this so many times that it can work, but it's just, I don't know, because the last two weeks, they, even this segment, it was very simple but yet effective Bray Wyatt. He sends uncle howdy to kind of do his bidding pretty much. I mean, cause now it seems like the shift has now officially Bray Wyatt as the heel and Bobby as the face. I mean, this is now mm. like the 500 face heel turn that Bobby Lashley has done, but, but still at least now things are starting to, to shift in a di- different direction. I'm like, okay, now there's a definitive heel and face and now I can get behind it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I'm going to lead this towards you because I have more thoughts about it. But, Brian, your thoughts about this uh, this segment? I didn't like it, man. Um, I, you know, I could be totally wrong here, but I just feel like Vince has got his hands all over this. Uh, I mean, it just seemed kind of, again, Lashley. I, I'm not a huge fan of Lashley. I, I, you know, I had my doubts going into this initially anyway, and I'm trying my best to to put those aside, but... I mean, I, I don't, you know, Lashley, Lashley's not really that good on the mic. Um, so any interaction like that, it just, it's, it falls flat to me. And then, you know, you've, you've had this Uncle Howdy character, you know, who, again, you know, you've built like the supernatural aspect and, you know, he's come out and, you know, attacked wrestlers or whatever. But then you have him come out here, attack Lashley from behind, then just get sp- just gets uh not speared um one of my spine you know the spine the buster, spine buster yeah. yeah the lights go out and he's gone it just i don't know man i mean i i i, I guess i kind of get the aspect if you're going the route of well you know lashley is he is a muscle man he does a muscle man dance so therefore you know <laughs> he can he can overpower you know or whatever uncle howdy which yes but given the way that uncle howdy has been presented for that the way it went down last night that was just kind of what i don't know it just seemed weird to me um i I don't know what, what what my thoughts are really. Um, I it, I think that segment was disappointing. Um, you know, so we've had in the so in the last I guess three weeks, the two SmackDowns ago, Raw, and then this SmackDown, the three the three promos with Wyatt. That first one on SmackDown, where or yeah, where it was like kind of all over the place, that was kind of confusing. 
Then on Raw, he had the muscle man dance. I mean, it was entertaining. And then this with, with Uncle Howdy. I mean, it just... Coming off what he did with, with LA Knight, you know, this, all of it, all of it together just seems like a step backwards. Um, So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, I'm still, I know Bray Wyatt will, you know, pull something, you know, shocking or I didn't see coming. I know he will. And sure, I, I, I can get invested in that. But this story as a whole, him and Lashley, a feud, I just don't like it. Um, and it's, it's really, it's, it's really getting hard for me to, to buy into it. Like, like I want to with Wyatt, cause I, I know he's a good storyteller. You know, I, I just, this one's fallen flat for me. How dare you talk bad well, about this Bray Wyatt feud when you're wearing the freaking March, man. I, Come on. I know. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, but look, look, um, before we get into this main event, um, uh, listen, I, I and I've and I've even admitted about this to Bray. I mean, again, of course, guys, if you know this platform, if you know me, I'm I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. I've been a fan yep. of this dude for seven to eight years now because because not it's not just because I like the dude personally. It's because he makes the company better because of his talent. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I will, but I will admit that his character involving Uncle Howdy is getting confusing because it's leading more questions than answers and it's not in a good way. I did spoke about that last week. But the last two segments, I don't mind it, Brian, because here's the thing. And I speak about this a lot of segments on Raw, like Chelsea Green and even like backstage segments with the Maximum Male models, right? This segment is was not even what? By the time Uncle Howdy went out there, it was like maybe what? Like 30 seconds, 60 yeah, seconds. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. And long. that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and 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 I don't and I and I don't understand now with fans that are like people saying, well, Bray Wyatt's boring, Bray like it's supernatural is stupid. When supernatural guys is something that is needed in professional wrestling. And it's something that, you know, keeps professional wrestling afloat. I understand that this. Brian, that there's no doubt that from what Bray Wyatt started with LA Knight to 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 Lashley has a step backwards. There's no mm -hmm. doubt, and I completely acknowledge that aspect. But if people are really that like bothered of a of a Bray Wyatt segment that ha doesn't even last more than sixty seconds, out of everything else, like they're barely even building up Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and that is your main event guys of, of they're hardly doing and people are and people don't mind it. But people don't mind but people have such a freaking problem with Bray Wyatt in a 60 to 90 second freaking segment in a 2 hour show. If that's really getting you upset, then you listen, then you're probably just not a fan of Bray Wyatt and that's totally fine, but don't just sit here and tell me and sell to me that the guy is just not talented overall. Like, cause that's what people are now getting at with Bray Wyatt because of this, this new character involvement with uncle howdy. I get it that it's confusing. I get it that it, there needs to be more answers than questions. I totally mm -hmm. hear people, but let's not tarnish what Bray Wyatt is as a talent guys. No, no, not like, at all. Like seriously, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not talking about you, Brian. I'm just talking about, cause I see it with fans all over all over social media and all over in Twitter and, and this and this and that, right? If you seriously, guys, out of everything that that is that is like wrong with this company, 
if Bray Wyatt in a 60 seconds, like, oh, it's like, I want to see less of this. Well, you're getting less, dude. He's hardly <laughs> yeah. even on the show. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like that, that stuff like that just freaking bothers me. Like if you're that bothered by Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt in a 60 second segment and two in a two hour show, then I, I feel sorry for you because something's freaking wrong with you. Um, but look, outside of that, before we get into this main event, look. I don't mind the last two segments from raw to now. I don't mind because it's, it's simplistic and it's starting to get a little bit back on track. I'm not saying that I'm on board with this feud into mania. I'm not going that far yet, but Mm -hmm. if they keep this up, then maybe, and just maybe, maybe I might have a different perspective, but they got to continue this going into Monday night raw. So but that's just where I'm coming from. I'm not on board. Okay. I understand with Bray Wyatt's character. I'm just, but here's the thing. I think that Bray Wyatt, I mean, listen, I'm sure that like you said, Brian, he'll throw out a segment where he just pulls something out of his ass. That is just like sure. so freaking epic and freaking crazy that again, we're just going to talk about him on social media because he's that good. He's that good. What he does. And even though you don't like Bray Wyatt guys, guess what you're going to do? You're still going to tune in because you need to see what this fucking guy does. So people people say that Bray Wyatt's boring. He sucks. It's just like, but yet I, and I don't even have to defend Bray Wyatt, Brian, you know why? Because just listen to the crowd. Did you hear the crowd when, when freaking uncle Howdy came out? It was a big freaking reaction. And you hear the, you hear Bray Wyatt every single time when his music hits, you hear the crowd, the merchandise sales, the, the, the clicks on YouTube, He's, he's in one of the top, most highest rated segments in the company. And that, that, that tells everything you need to know about. Bray. Like, listen, if, if you, if somebody's saying that Bray is boring, that's on them. It's oh no. People boring. say, oh, trust me. People say that. I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not just saying that just to say it. People legit say that freaking <laughs> bullshit. And it's just so like, ridiculous. So. Maybe, maybe he's confusing for sure, but boring. No, no, it's not boring. Yeah. And trust me, like the fact, and 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 it's probably because of the fact that Bray Wyatt is so frick is like we talk about him being a genius, right? And mm. it, 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 sometimes it does more harm to him than good because he's that yeah. uber creative. So, look to recap, um, I'm still not on board with it. Of course, Bray Wyatt and this whole Uncle Howdy thing. I definitely need some more answers in in regards to the story behind behind uncle howdy and why he's specifically attacking lashley but mm-hmm. these last two segments brian if they do keep it up to where now the gears are shifted to where we kind of know what character is playing who now like you know, obviously right. lashley is the heel and and bray or excuse me bray is the heel and bobby's the face now um you know there's still there's potential there again i always talk about potential guys there is potential whether you guys like it or not there is potential where the, where they go from this is a different story. So let's right move on. on to this next segment. Uh, the bloodline, once again, backstage, uh, Jimmy says that Jay needs more time. He tells Roman that, you know, Jay just simply needs more time. However, Jay then says, nah, he actually said, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> and Roman's face is like this motherfucker, man. And then Roman tells Jimmy to, he's like, listen, he's like, here's what I want you to do. He's like, cause like, cause we still have a Sami Zayn problem here. And he's like, you know, I want you, he's like, I want you to fix this Sami Zayn problem because without, because without Sammy, if Sami Zayn gets dealt with, then Jay will come home. You know, mm-hmm. Jay, Jay Uso will come back to the bloodline. So if that's what needs to be done, then that's what I want you to do. He's like, I want you to go. I want you to go to the ring with solo in his match tonight. 
And if you get rid of him, uh, if you get rid of, of Sammy, Jay will come home. He will come back to the bloodline. Do it for the bloodline. You know, he's encouraging him. When we know deep down, guys, and, and Michael Cole is is high, is really speaking about this heavily on commentary, he's only doing this for himself. And, and I think it's starting right, to be right. clear as day. Like, all, he, all Roman truly cares about is himself it's not really about his family it's not about his cousins it's not a, it's 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 him it's it's him being the head of the table it's him having the most power and the best edge that he can pull off or the best edge towards everyone else as possible right so so yeah so jimmy acknowledges it he walks off and now he's now he's his gears have shifted over to, to paul Heyman, which is roman reigns and he says listen jay's got one week and now he's getting really pissed off. He tells Paul, I'm like, do you understand? He's got one week. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if he's not back in the bloodline in one week, then I'm not going to blame Sami Zayn. I'm blaming this on Jimmy Uso. So, so now, and it's, and I, and I got, I got more to say about this because this is starting to really come into full circle, especially yep. with last week and how last week's show went down. And I'll talk more about that. Um, as we get into this, but before I get to you, Brian, I'm going to get into this main event segment. Um, cause I do want to get into our top five list of the week here to end this show. So main event was Sami Zayn versus solo Sokoa, um, with Jimmy Uso at ringside match time was under six minutes. Roman Reigns and Heyman, they're watching from backstage with this match. Sami Zayn just storms to the ring. Uh, as you know, it just gets right and goes right after solo Sokoa before the bell even rings. Um, Jimmy Uso causes, causes a distraction and that kind of leads, uh, solo to kind of gain the upper hand for most part of this match, a spinning DDT from Sami Zayn guys, solo Sokoa kicked out at one. I freaking then like, I'm not saying like, listen, I know that sometimes like that can be like, it can, sometimes it, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, whoa, like, why is this dude kicking out of a move that one at one, but with solo, from a spinning DDT and solo kicking out of one, this dude's supposed to be a powerhouse. This dude's supposed to be mm-hmm. the muscle. I, lo- I, I really, I really like what they're doing with solo, Brian. I really, really do. Make yeah, it like, I don't too. think he's lost a match yet. No, since, since debuting onto the main roster. I freaking, I freaking love it. I love what they're doing with solo. I think it's freaking awesome. Um, so Sami Zayn, he goes for the Halula kick. Jimmy pulls solo out of harm's way in, uh, w- in ways where the referee doesn't look. Because the referee's on the other side, Jimmy's on another. Uh, he pulls him out of the way, and this uh, lets uh, Solo Sokoa to hit the Samoan spike to Sami Zayn for the win. So Sami Zayn takes a really big L here, which I was kind of shocked, honestly, because I really thought that this was kind of just going to lead to a DQ finish. Because it's like, right. well, of course, I mean, and I don't mind Solo Sokoa winning because he can't freaking lose. Um, he's he's has he has too much freaking momentum. Um, with this whole winning streak and of course being in this bloodline storyline. But if, and then I look at Sami Zayn and I'm like, man, he, he just took a tough loss to, to Roman. And then of course he's, you're going to put him in with Kevin Owens at some point to, to go after tag titles. It's like, Oh, kind of a tricky situation, but yeah, I guess you can say Brian, because of the fact that Sami Zayn is so heavily involved into the story that it maybe does no harm, no foul. Maybe if, if that's what people want to throw in, then okay, I can hear you from that aspect. But I don't know. Just having in under six minutes, I don't know. It's just I'm on the fence with that one. Maybe, but yeah. I don't know. If I, I like I said, if if it's if, if it's because that Sammy is so heavily involved with the story, it doesn't do too much harm to him that he's still going to be over. People are still going to get intrigued with Kevin Owens and 
and Sammy, which is like obviously the only way, and I think the the way that they will go uh, in regards to their direction to Mania. But so yeah, so Solo wins this match via the Samoan Spike. Post match, Solo and Jimmy continue the beatdown because obviously this is not about wins or losses, guys. This was about Jimmy, you know, ending Sami Zayn for for good, um, mm-hmm. and, and of course, in, in words of orders of Roman Reigns. Um, of course, Roman is still watching this backstage, watching this all play out. They go for a hip attack. They put a chair over Sami Zayn's head. Solo goes for the hip attack, but Jimmy stop Jimmy stops him in his tracks. He's like, "Ooh, no, let me get him! Like, let me get him, Ooh!" And he decides to to go for the hip attack, screaming at Zayn, "Like, this is your fault. You made the choice. You did this." And while he's doing that, Sami Zayn, he. Uh, he ends up, uh, he he takes advantage over. He, well, he's able to regather himself. He gets up, throws the chair right into Solo's face. And Sami Zayn, um, he ends up going for the halua kick and just knocking Jimmy Uso where he stands. Um, and then he, Sami Zayn grabs the, the chair. He's about to hit uh, Jimmy Uso with the, with the chair, the same chair that they put him around his neck. Solo gets back in the ring and Zayn's like, okay, now this is time for me to go. Just freaking just throws the chair at him again. Freaking solo, th- you know, he's smart about it now. He freaking just swats that chair away with his hand and Sami Zayn takes off and retreats. He knows that if he stays in that ring, it's not going to end well. So he retreats through the crowd. And yeah, freaking, and Jimmy, Jimmy Uso is in distraught. He's like, fuck, I just let this motherfucker get away. And at the same time, Roman, you see Roman Reigns backstage and this dude is steaming mad <laughs> this dude is like bro like it's it's like every it's like everything just from the facial expressions you now we always talk right about brian about facial expressions it tells you everything you need to know that jimmy uso is pretty much fucked <laughs> you know, like right. he knows that he fucked up solo soko is just pissed that he's just looking up at sammy like i'm gonna fucking get you um and then yes yeah, sammy sammy zane is standing tall in the crowd you know, because, you know, pretty much, you know, he said some words, but I guess it was something under the lines like, hey, it's going to take a lot for you guys to get rid of me. I'm not going to go down that easily. So, and yeah, Roman Reigns, you know, just you can tell this dude is freaking livid. And, you know, and it's crazy, right, Brian? Because, and, and I'll get to you in just a second. Like, it all comes in full circle because last week, Sami Zayn told Jimmy, he's like, listen, dude, like, you don't have to go down with the ship. Like Roman Reigns, we all know that he's only in it for himself. It's, it's There's a way out for you. It's not too late. Well, Jimmy made his choice, guys. Jimmy made his choice. And he said, nah, dude. Like, and, and, and he decided to stick with Roman and the bloodline by attacking Sammy that night. And it's crazy now that now the gears, it's crazy how the gears just shift that mm-hmm. quickly, Brian. How now, because of that decision, you know, and now it's too late. Jimmy, now he's, he, he. He was laid orders with for uh, with, with Roman and this whole Jay situation. And now the fact that he wasn't able to take care of this Sami Zayn problem, now you know a lot of shit is about to come his way. And things are not looking good for not just Jimmy, but for the Usos in general. Um, as this as the cracks continue to get thicker and thicker into this into this bloodline faction. And yeah, guys, SmackDown goes off the air. In, a, in the best in another tremendous ending to a show that you can possibly imagine and guys it's all about the facial expressions the mannerisms and just everything the 
everything that's built up to this point, like I mentioned from last week, how everything is coming into full circle. And you guys know that like what's about to happen to Jimmy, like Jimmy knows like, oh shit, like Jimmy's about to get it right. And also the questions like, is Jay Uso going to come back next week? Is he not? Is he going to show up? Um, you know, Cody Rhodes and the situation there, like, where does that lie? Kevin Owens, like, where does Kevin Owens come into play in all this? When does he start? When does he finally start to forgive Sami Zayn? Like, when does that relationship bond again? So again, guys, it's just, it's, and it's freaking awesome. It's been carrying professional wrestling since day one. And I fucking love it. Fucking mm -hmm. love it. Brian, your thoughts. Yeah, let me start with the match real quick because yeah, I got I, I got some thoughts about the bloodline <clears throat> in itself. Um, yeah, the match was good. I mean, I, that was my initial thought too. Like, I was kind of surprised Sammy took the L there, but no, I, I don't think given everything that's going on, I, I don't think it really hurts him that much. I, I think, um, yeah, you and know, I, 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 I think I once he lost to Roman, not either. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, but yeah. Once he lost to Roman and you 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 know we realize okay he's not going for the title like uh yeah I don't I don't think take you know he he beat or was it a DQ last week I don't know he didn't lose to Jimmy last week um so you know it's kind of like the 50-50 booking but I don't think it really hurts him I, I did think it was gonna end in like a DQ maybe or something. it was like the timing of the match because the match was like under six minutes maybe I don't yeah. know maybe that's just what I'm thinking of too and just and it's just the fact too that Sami Zayn still does have a lot of momentum and like with the crowd and everything. So, but yeah, I I can see why it wouldn't hurt him because of what you mentioned. But still, I am still on the fence about it. But I could I can understand why it wouldn't hurt him in in, uh, in the first place anyway. So or in, yeah. in that aspect. So. So yeah, the, getting back to the the um, the promo backstage before the match, you know. <laughs> Again, I've said it numerous times and, you know, at the risk of repeating myself or sounding like a broken record. I mean, there's so there's there's so many stories within the story here and all of them, no matter what route you go, they're all like a plus plus. Like you if you went with if you went with Sammy and and, and Cody, a plus. If you just go with Cody and now KO and Sammy as a tag and the Usos, a plus. You know, and we've been talking here, right, and for months, you know, well, you know, it, who's going to end the bloodline, right? It, it was Sammy and then Cody and maybe KO and Sammy. You know who I think's ending the bloodline? The Usos. The Us Ultimately, the Usos are going to end the bloodline. Um, and you talk about coming full, full circle, right? And this is what is so, so great about it. Like this this is the point of it is that it's been this two, three year story where, you know, Roman decides to start this, right. Jimmy was on, on board right off the bat, right. This is going back two, three years. Jimmy's on board. He has to try to convince Jay to the point where Roman has a, as a, a hell in a cell. Wasn't it a hell in a cell or just a cage match? I can't remember against Jay. That um, was one of them was hell in a cell. One of them was at night. I think one the first offense was against J, uh, Jay at Night of Champions. I think it was called. And then the next match was hell in the cell. That was honestly to me, Brian. That's still one of my favorite matches out of this entire reign. Was yeah, freaking match. Everything about the match from start to when it went off the air, it's fucking fantastic. Just right. so freaking fantastic. So yeah, 
And yeah, so just just going back there to two and a half, three years ago, right? The whole reason Jay didn't want to join is because even back then he knew like this wasn't about the bloodline. This was about Roman ultimately. And now coming, you know, full circle two and a half years later where Sammy is kind of pointing that out. And Jay's now, well, Jay, you know, saw it two years ago, but now he's he's felt the brunt of it, right? And and now to to hear to hear uh, Roman say, you know, if if or if Jay's not here, then I'm blaming Jimmy, right? The guy who really was with him from day one, you know, no questions asked. I'm I'm riding with you on the bloodline, right? The 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 one guy that has has always been there a hundred hundred percent from the beginning now you're going to blame him for this going wrong, right? So that's how I, you know, I, I don't know how they get there. Obviously, Cody and KO and Sammy are going to play a part. But ultimately, how the bloodline comes to an end, I, it's got to be the Usos to me. I think that would be the perfect ending. You know, yes, Sammy and, and Cody and KO were in there and they exposed the cracks and they, you know, maybe they, they beat the Usos for the title, you know, whatever, but as far as the bloodline actually coming to an end, that's that's got to be between Jay, Jimmy, and Roman. And it, again, it, whether they go that route or not, it's still, it's, it's everything is A plus with all of these guys involved. And they've been doing it for two years. And God, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, like you know, I, I'm ready to see it end because I, I, I want to see the ending of this story. But then, you know, coming afterwards, like, what's what's going to fill that void, you know? And hopefully, you know, other other people can step up and, you know, it'll be booked and whatever. But, man, that's, <laughs> again, I, I we can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about it. It's, you, you're going to talk about this 20, 30, 50 years from now as one of the best, if not the best, overall story that lasted this long in professional wrestling history. It's, it is that good. And everybody involved in that is that good, right? It's not like, um, you know, you can go back to NWO, right? Like, or something, a big group like that, where it was, I mean, it was Hall, Nash and Hogan and maybe six or whatever. And everybody else was just kind of there. But in this storyline, even, even freaking Paul Heyman, right? Like everybody that has touched it, that has been involved in it, man they've killed it it's been so freaking good and yeah I, I just I, I'm, I'm speechless man and i look forward to more i know it's coming to an end and it's going to be great however it is, man I, I think this if there's one sure bet i have in wrestling and I, I might just stick my foot in my mouth here whether it's wwe AEW, or whatever this is the one story that they are not going to fuck up they just they can't if they screw this up oh my god it, <laughs> so yeah this is the one the one thing that is just gonna it's gonna deliver and i think we all know it's gonna deliver yeah no you're spot on absolutely i think it's i think it's impossible now to to fuck this up at this yeah. point as we get closer to mania it's funny you mentioned paul Heyman, guys i want I want everyone to watch Paul Heyman when every time he stares at Roman Reigns, this guy legit. <laughs> it's it's like it's actually, now it's like creepy as shit believes, now. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like this creepy weird shit. Like he actually <laughs> thinks that Roman Reigns is like 
his tribal chief like guys it's fucking amazing yeah but yeah like, it's yeah funny you mentioned paul Heyman. it's just i i had that same thought because every every time like roman reigns is backstage he's like whether he's watching a match or something like he's always staring heavily in freaking roman reigns it's <laughs> like so it's funny. it's almost like a like a it's just this combination of like love and lust and admiration <laughs> yeah. and like it's Dude, just Paul so Heyman weird so, it's so freaking good though it's yeah awesome. right but yeah no it's it's funny you mentioned and before we get into our top five list here as we end this review you know it, it is funny you mentioned uh the usos because i think that that's kind of the honestly the big thing is here is that everyone is going to play a role in taking down in the one main character and that is roman reigns mm -hmm. um in regards to his title reign like it's gonna take everybody as a unit which is also including the usos because i believe you know as we get closer to mania you know they're like no damn you know you know maybe we've been fooled for two plus years we've wasted maybe two plus years of our careers yep. you know, defending this fucking guy and and now you know it that's how it's gonna go down like Sami Zayn, kevin owens <laughs> Cody Rhodes, of course, you know, with the with the ultimate victory, and then the Usos playing a part of it, um, mm -hmm. and it's and it's going to be in full, like I, I mentioned, guys, in full circle, and yep. everyone's playing a part of it. Everyone is doing their part. Everyone is doing all of their ev everything. Just is done so well, and I give WWE a lot of credit because WWE we talked about and shitting on them for 10, 20 plus years about larger than life characters and storylines well you mentioned it brian we're getting probably the best freaking storyline that we've probably seen in decades mm -hmm. and it's just and it's just so it's just so wholesome and it makes you feel grateful that we're honestly even witnessing this because we never thought we'd get this at all um in our lives or in the or for the time of day you know right so overall this show um very solid as SmackDown yeah. continues to crush it. Obviously, the women, it's a shame that the women are kind of getting the short end of the stick, especially with Rhea and Charlotte. And I mentioned Liv Morgan um, and even Shayna and Ronda, for that matter, as they have really kind of been dropping the ball with those two. And of course, those are definitely negatives that, of course, that we've called out and that should be called out. But outside of that, Brian, for the start of the show, the end of the show, um, Dominic and, and Rey Mysterio, very still well the done, still probably. the best show of the week across all of the wrestling. best show not just the week just freaking the best show in general in professional sure. wrestling and this was yeah. this week was no different <clears throat> yeah all right guys it is time to get into our top five wrestlers for this week so if you guys don't know the rules well allow me to demonstrate so for this list and every superstar manager from any promotion is free game for this list wwe aew tna new japan you name it everyone is free game so we also have honorable mentions we will mention those along with our top five list uh brian i'll have you start before i get into my list the floor is yours take it away my man yeah i'll start with my honorable mentions uh my first one uh she was number five for me last week asuka um really is just a a, a victim of I just felt like five people had a had a better week than her. Really, um, you, you know, we saw uh, saw her on on Smack or on uh, Raw. Um, nothing on SmackDown. So uh, she's my first one. Uh, Rhea Ripley, second um, honorable honorable mentioned um, for reasons we've already talked about. And she, 
you know, she's she's continued to kill it since she's been in Judgment Day and on her way to Mania. Um, I don't have to really, <laughs> you know, compliment her too much. I, everybody's been seeing the work she's put in. Um, this one might be surprise a little uh, some people. Um, I'm gonna make it a combo. Um, I know I, and I'm still not the biggest fan of of what how it went down on Raw, but I'm gonna give it to Lita and Becky. Um, you know. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of the storyline, but it was a moment, um, just a good moment for, especially for Lita, Becky as well, but, you know, Lita being gone for so long, um, you know, it's, it's like I, I mentioned last uh, episode, I'm always going to be a fan of when she comes out there, so I'll give my last honorable to her. Um, my number five, I'm going to go with Ex-Condom. <laughs> So uh, there we go. again, he we saw him everywhere this week. I mean, he was on Raw, he was on SmackDown. There was some social media stuff. Um, so really, that that's why I put him in at my number five. I mean, I, I think he delivered in all those areas, and he was just so heavily involved all week long with you know again on both brands and the social media stuff. Um, again, as we will continue to mention, yes, he has work to do, but he's he's improving and and right now just everything he's doing the way he's playing that character he's really doing a good job of it uh my number four is gonna be jimmy uso uh so he's the one guy so far that i've uh left out of the bloodline as you know putting on my uh top five but um, I you can see especially with the SmackDown uh, last night, like he's he's gonna be more heavily involved and play a, a huge role here coming down, you know, to the end of it. Um, you know, we've seen him in a, in a couple matches here, you know, trying to eliminate Sammy, never quite getting the job done. Um, the backstage promos between him and Roman, uh, you know, again just building that story they're doing it beautifully. So I, I'll give my number four to Jimmy Uso. These next three, um, really, it's just, it's interchangeable to me. Uh, you, you could put them anywhere, but I'm going to go with my number three as Sami Zayn. Uh, so he took the L last night. Again, I, I don't think that's any, any big deal. Um, you know, continuing continuing to run out and and just interrupt, disrupt. You know what the bloodline is going on. Um, again, I mean, this. You know, he's been one of the main ingredients in the best storylines in all of wrestling. So how can he not be on here, right? Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes. Uh, again, the, the promo between him and Roman to start the show uh, on SmackDown, really, really so well done. Um, and I like, I think I like it even more because it wasn't, you know, people might be clamoring for more or thought, you know, they just came out there, said a few things, shook hands and left. But man, it's it's building the story. It's planting the seeds. And I think they did it so well, so good. And it's just going to continue to get better from here. And my number one 
of this week. How can it be anybody else but the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns, number one. Um, so, yeah. Be the ones. Uh, Be the ones. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, just, again, you don't see him wrestle, um, but all his promo work and his storytelling between him and Cody, him and Jay, him and Jimmy, him and Paul, all of it. Um, the character he has become and he's portrayed, he he knows it so well and is executing it so well. Um, it just, you can't say enough about him. I mean, it, it just really, uh, the dude in the last two years here has come into his own, like, like everybody thought maybe he could, but was never going to reach, um, whether that be be kind of because of booking or his talent or whatever, but no, he's, he's, he's been the tribal chief. He has been number one in wrestling. He has arrived long time ago and yeah. Um, everything he does is just great, man. So again, to recap, uh, number five, X con Dom and your top four is basically everybody in the bloodline, right? Uh, Jimmy, Sammy, Co- or not in the bloodline, but in that story, Jimmy, Sammy, Cody, and Roman. Um, yeah, they're they're doing the best work out of anybody in all of wrestling right now. So, yeah, that's again we we've talked about it, and you've seen our list here over weeks. It's pretty much stacked with with either the bloodline or a KO or a Sammy or a Cody because it's that damn good. So. I don't know what else what else you you the fans want or or want to see, but if if you don't have these you know some combination of these guys in the top five, uh, I don't know. Uh, go watch Ar Fox do some flips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Very nice list, my man. Very, yeah. very nice. Very very impressive. And now it is time for my list for my top five list for this week. So. My honorable mentions to start off. Uh, my first honorable mention um, for this list was Chad Gable. Chad Gable yeah, really yep. did. And like, obviously, we all know how talented Chad Gable is. We know that. That doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But, man, his match with Cody Rhodes this week was yep. just freaking phenomenal. I, I, even, I mentioned this, Brian, on the Raw Review. The only flaw that it was that it went two minutes or it went 10 minutes and it didn't go 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was that freaking good. I mean, just his selling, just the, you know, making Cody Rhodes look like a freaking star, the way he took that Cody cutter, the way he took the freaking crossroads. It yep. just reminds you how good Chad Gable is. So Chad Gable deserves his flowers this week. And it just reminds us how good Chad Gable is and how he can be just a tremendous star in this industry. Yeah, good pick and my there. Next, Absolutely. My next uh, honorable mention is Brian Danielson. Um, now, I, I understand this with, with this whole situation with Danielson. I know that this this whole feud didn't start off the way we wanted to. And and, and realistically, it was it was just fell flat. It was just, okay, he's facing wrestler after wrestler after, <clears throat> excuse me, wrestler after wrestler. But He's really, the last few weeks, he has really done, and of course, MJF deserves his praise as well, but Brian Danielson delivering a tremendous freaking promo, delivering, you know, telling, you know, MJF that he's going to get his fucking head kicked in, just everything, the way he's delivered the promo, 
it, it remind us back to those old days of him being the ultimate underdog and going against mm -hmm. the authority and all that stuff. So um, definitely tremendous work for Danielson, and he deserves his flowers for this week as well. And then my next one is Sami Zayn. You know, like you mentioned with Sami Zayn, I wanted to put him on this list, but I just for for the people that I have on this list, I think just did a tad bit more this week. But still, no doubt, Sami Zayn deserves his his props, especially the way um, he was able to end SmackDown this week uh, or last night, I should say. And of course, Rhea Ripley. I mean, that freaking riptide that she gave to freaking Santos Escobar was freaking epic. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, being over continuously over with the crowd week after week it's a shame that the build with her match against charlotte is just pretty much non-existent but yeah. that doesn't take away the work that she's been done been given and that epic moment hitting that riptide to santos escobar on the outside uh in santos's match against dominic and then my last one is gg dolan from nxt delivering and i mentioned this in the AEW review how just awesome that promo that she cut on jc jade and their upcoming match for nxt roadblock i believe that is next week um gg mm -hmm. dolan just just absolutely tremendous really getting emotional really getting you know pretty what's what's the word i'm looking for just very emotional very serious very heartful you know very very emotional very very a heartful message um and really you know really opening a lot of eyes especially i know with with people who um you know who watch nxt and and just yeah just she deserves she deserves her praise and you know i and like i said you know like i said at the top of this uh, of this of this top five list and the rules like everyone is free game and that includes nxt so yeah you know i looked at nxt this week and unfortunately tna and new japan you know i always try to find ways to get them on there but you know gj dolan to me in in, in, in regards to her and nxt in versing tna and everyone other promotion she just did it for me um and gg dolan that promo and then her and her feud with jc jade right now has just been been very very well done mm -hmm. and she deserves her flowers for that epic promo that she cut and now finally let's get into this list shall we so number five that i have for this list at number five drum roll <laughs> And my number five is Becky Lynch and Lita at number five. Guys, I spoke heavily about this on the Monday Night Raw review and about creating moments, right? A moment was created on yep. Monday Night Raw. And just, and I understand there's this, you know, notion about, you know, it's unnecessary to have Lita carry a title in this and this and that. But man, just th that was a moment. Brian, that you're going to remember, and it's going to be on a highlight reel for years to come. And it did no damage, <laughs> no pun intended, okay. to damage control in losing. And I understand because, guys, here's the thing. And I, I, I know this. I know this is going to sound harsh, but you know, the more, the longer damage control was holding those titles the way they were booked, it was just going to do more damage to them than good. And it just, and it's, it, it's a shame because I don't like titles being shifted in, into Monday Night Raw, but the way that this was done, because let's be honest, guys, Monday Night Raw was just a show this week that was just pretty much hyping up for next week's show. I, we spoke about yeah. that on Monday. And Becky Lynch and Lita, and just how much of a dream team they are. I should have said the dream team, which is <laughs> Becky Lynch and Lita, because that's what they are. Um, and listen, I'm not even a Becky Lynch fan. I'm I'm really not, but but I'm I'm still being honest 
to all of you guys to, to, to tell you that Becky Lynch, there is talent and she has talent. And if she's put in the right situation and you give her the time of day, she can be, and, and, and you put her in the right segment and everything she can do wonders for your company. Mm -hmm. um, and, and being attached with Leah, with, with Lita for tag titles. And even if you're trying to make the tag titles look prestigious, you know, cause I know we talk a lot about the tag titles and I'll just get rid of them. But if you're going to have Lita and Becky Lynch at the top of that mountaintop, there's no complaints for me there. So that moment between Becky Lynch and Lita winning those tag titles, creating an epic moment on Monday night raw was just tremendous. And I think there's no doubt they deserve to be at number five on this list for this, for this week. Number four for this week. Excuse my handwriting as well, because I'm writing pretty fast. Is Dominic Mysterio, ex-condom, his <laughs> number four for the second week in a row. I mean, guys, it's just Dominic Mysterio is just this entire feud with Ray has just been so well done. He's been doing his part. You can see that the confidence is oozing out of him and he's just comfortable in his own skin. And he's been putting, and just been, and again, WWE putting him in the right situations, mm -hmm. right? And, and he's, and he's taking everything that he's, that's been given to him. And, and he's really, you know, just really going evolving into his own. And I love to see it because again, I've been more critical about Dominic Mysterio than, than anybody. So, you know, putting Dominic at number four, you guys know that I am the most honest, but well, both of us, of course, um, are the most honest critiques in this industry, you know, putting Dominic Mysterio on this list. So, and again, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it doesn't take again, guys, a rocket scientist to see how well Dominic Mysterio has been doing and this mm -hmm. feud as a whole with Rey Mysterio. So tremendous work from Dominic. Second week in a row, he has at number four. And it would be a crime, <laughs> crime in prison, right? To have <laughs> to not have him uh, onto this list as he is as he is on number four. Number three. Number three for this week is Jimmy Uso is number three on this list. I mean, and Brian, you said it best. I mean, this week was just, it was his week. I mean, everything in regards yeah. to this, to the story of the bloodline pretty much revolved around him and Jay Uso. Now I mm -hmm. would have Jay Uso, the, both of the Usos up on here, but of course, Jay, um, even though he was talked about, he wasn't on WWE right. television. So it was kind of hard to put him on this list or the honorable mentions for that matter. But Jimmy, Jimmy and, and even his promo work for even from last week, tremendously well done mm -hmm. with Sammy. Um, a tremendous promo. Um, well, I shouldn't say tremendous, but still very solid promo on Monday Night Raw with Solo Sokoa, even yeah. though it's led to a weird tag match to, to start the show. <laughs> um, and yeah, and just how the again, the best storyline in this industry right now is for this week has revolved around Jimmy and he has delivered guys. It's, it's yep. not, it's not just that it's revolved around him, that he has doing his part tremendously. Yep. So Jimmy Uso deserves his flowers and he is number three for this week. So these next two also should not really be a shocker, but number two, I promise also my handwriting is better than this. Number two is Cody Rhodes. 
Uh, Cody Rhodes, I mean, guys, do, do I need to say more? I mean, we just talked about the epic freaking face-to-face that he had with um, with Roman Reigns last night. And, of course, that match with Chad Gable as well deserves praise. Fantastic. How, how he hit yep. pretty much the best freaking Cody Cutter that I've ever seen him hit <laughs> since he's been doing the move. Um, but, yeah, Cody Rhodes continues to be just that dude right now and he deserves all the freaking praise in the world and i know people fans are gonna bitch and they're gonna moan and oh he's, he's being forced down her throats and he's not good shut the fuck up man enough cody rhodes is freaking good whether you like him or not is a different story man it's the eye of the beholder but there's no doubt that cody rhodes deserves everything that he has been given to him and he is just we thought that Sami Zayn and roman reigns it was going to be good storytelling we haven't seen anything yet from from Cody Rhodes and, and Roman. That was just a taste that we got uh, last night at, at, at sure. SmackDown. So Cody Rhodes, um, no doubt, deserves his praise, and he is number two. But he's not number one because number one for this week, for our top five wrestlers of the week, goes to none other than the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, I don't think I need to harp on this either. The amazing freaking face-to-face um, from last night and just how, again, Brian, you mentioned this dude doesn't need to freaking wrestle and this and this dude will be the talk of the freaking industry. He is yeah. that dude. He is that guy. He has been that guy now for three freaking plus years and he is doing it better than anybody. I mean, he is not not just the best heel in the, in the business, but the best superstar overall in this freaking business. Yep. I mean, Hands down. from where this guy has been seven to eight years ago to being thrown under the bus by John Cena in a freaking in a back and forth promo to now mm. you saw him in Montreal, right? You've seen him in all of these feuds that he's been in and how comfortable he is in his own skin and just how captivating this fucking guy is with his words, with his facial expressions, when he talks shit in the middle of his matches. Everything that this guy does touch turns to fucking gold. Yep. And it's so freaking awesome to see. And I can't just, I can't emphasize about how good Roman Reigns is enough. And I mean, it would be a crime to not have Roman Reigns, at least for this week, to either be in number one or number two. I can understand maybe, you know, Cody and Roman being flipped, you know, in some people's eyes. But I mean, if Roman Reigns is anywhere below two, then that's just a freaking crime on this <laughs> yeah, right. regard. So, that is my list for this week. And number five, Becky Lynch and Lita, the dream team, winning the tag team championships this past Monday. Number four is Dominic Mysterio, ex condom. Number three is Jimmy Uso. Number two is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And at number one is the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. And yep, that, that pretty, pretty damn good list there. Wrestlers of the week. Guys. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to this episode of Ruthless Talk. This was our SmackDown review, March 3rd, 2023. And guys, we have more content coming your way. There is a lot to talk about. We got AEW Revolution on Sunday. That good and the bad and the ugly will be on Monday. Um, your boy will be going solo for that review. Unfortunately, Brian won't be able to tune in, but your boy's got you, and you will still get that good and the bad and the ugly on Monday. So stay tuned for that. And me and Brian will be back together again on Tuesday when we talk about 
Monday Night Raw in a very stacked or yep. very back in very Boston. Heavily Cena coming, Cena coming back. Exactly, you got Logan Paul and uh, and Seth Rollins. Um, you know more stuff. I'm sure with with uh, with Bray and Bobby Lashley with whatever that's going to be. Um, you know stuff. I'm sure with Cody Rhodes. You know mm-hmm. in, in his feud with Roman Reigns. A lot of stuff, guys. A lot of stuff. Um, to to definitely talk about. I think there's also a few matches as well or on that card as well. So a lot to talk about on that Monday Night Raw. We will talk all about it on Tuesday. And then, of course, Thursday will be our AEW Dynamite review on the fallout of of AEW Revolution. And then we are back with you guys again next week for another SmackDown review and another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. Thank you guys for all of your support. In this Ruthless Talk community, this community continues to grow day by day, week by week, and it is so great to see. And we want to thank you guys for for tuning in as now we are legit past 25 episodes. It's fucking it's fucking insane. Um, And yeah, like I said, I always say this, guys, we're just getting started. And thank you guys for being a part of the community means so much to me. It means so much to Brian. Absolutely. And And it means everybody that's involved in this community. So thank you guys so much. So. That is going to do it for today's episode. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.